Do you ever feel like you're walking on eggshells around your teenage children as they don't always conform to exactly the way that you would like them to live? But you're concerned that if you tell them how you feel, you will push them away even further. Welcome to the Transformative Doc. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 41 of Tractic Subas, and we learn that just as much as your children need to hear how you feel, they want to hear from you. They want you to show that you care, that you love them, that what they do matters. Reach out to them, have an honest conversation with them, and always show them that more than anything, you love them. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I like to begin with a story. When Rabbi Yochaman Zakai was on his deathbed, his students went to visit him. When he saw them, he began to cry. His students asked him, Lamp of Israel, the right pillar, the mighty hammer, the man whose life's work is the foundation of the future of the Jewish people. For what reason are you crying? He said to them, If they were leading me before a flesh and blood king who is here today and in the grave tomorrow, if he were angry with me, his anger is not eternal. If he were to incarcerate me, his incarceration is not eternal. If he were to kill me, his killing is not for eternity. I am able to appease him with words and bribe him with money, and even so I would cry. Now they are leading me before the Supreme King of Kings, the Holy One, blessed be he, who lives and endures forever and all time. If he is angry with me, his anger is eternal. If he incarcerates me, his incarceration is eternal. If he kills me, his killing is for eternity. I am unable to appease him with words and bribe him with money, and I have two paths before me, one to the Garden of Eden and one to Purgatory. I know not to which they are leading me, should I not cry? They said to him, Our teacher, bless us. He replied, May it be his will that the fear of heaven shall be upon you like the fear of mortal man. The students asked, But only that much? He said to them, If only a person would attain that level of fear, know that when one commits a transgression, he says to himself, I hope that no man will see me. Let's look at today's Kamara. Says the Mishnah, One who says, I seduced the daughter of so-and-so, pays compensation for humiliation and degradation based on his own admission, but does not pay the fine. Says the Gemara, the Mishnah is not in accordance with the opinion of this Tana as it it is taught. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi Shimon, even the payments of humiliation and degradation he does not pay based on his own admission, as it is not within his power to tarnish the reputation of the daughter of so-and-so. Rapapa said to Abaye, if she herself is amenable, what is the law? Perhaps her father is not amenable. If her father is also amenable, what then? Perhaps her family members are not amenable. If the family members are amenable, what then? It is impossible that there is not a single relative overseas who is not amenable. Let's analyze the Gemara. When a man seduces a maiden, he must pay a fine to the family. According to Rabbi Shimon, if there was no evidence of the tryst, but the man voluntarily claims that it took place, he is not believed. Even if the young lady acknowledges his claim, we don't accept her verification out of concern that she might just want the money. For such verification tarnishes not only her reputation, but that of her parents and family members too. And even if they don't care, we still don't accept the claim because there are undoubtedly some distant relatives overseas who would feel shame upon hearing that their cousin had conducted herself immodestly. It's not easy to bring up teenagers in the 21st century. We have certain Jewish family values that we want to impart to them, but society tells them that our values are antiquated and prejudicial. 
we then start worrying that if we insist on our children living according to our values, they'll end up rebelling against all our values, or worse yet, they'll walk away altogether. And so we just bite our tongues hoping that they're just going through a phase and that eventually they'll mature and come back around to our family values. The message of the Gemara is powerful. It's okay to tell your children that their actions are hurting not only themselves, but their family members as well. Every decision an individual makes, every path that he chooses, has ramifications for the spiritual health and pride of his loved ones. A person would like to believe that it's his own personal life that he's living, and how he lives shouldn't make any difference to anyone else, but it's simply not true. The halacha itself is impacted by how a distant relative overseas might feel knowing that his cousin was sullying the family's good name. At the same time, our teens need to know that our primary concern is not some long-lost cousin's shidduch prospects. We care deeply about our children and their spiritual choices. Sadly, many kids stray because they think that nobody cares about what they do. You care deeply about their life choices, but have you told them? Oftentimes, we don't tell them because we don't want to appear bossy or confrontational. But unless we tell them how we feel, how are they meant to know? Life is very confusing for a teenager, especially growing up surrounded by loose morals constantly blasted in their faces from media and social media. It's not really fair to assume that they know our family values and expectations if we haven't made it clear to them. And so one day, when they go and cross the line and we're outraged, it's no wonder when the so-called conversation blows up and they storm off in a half. Not only do our teenagers need to hear our expectations from us, they want to hear them. When we tell them calmly about our family values, they might get upset, they might even get angry. But beneath the veneer of indifference is a child who needs guidance and appreciates that we care. The worst thing for a child is the feeling that his parents don't care, that it makes no difference how they act. What we deem to be a hands-off attitude on our part toward our children is often interpreted by them as a don't-care attitude, which deep down bothers them. When Yochum and Zaka gave his students a blessing that they fear heaven to the same extent that they fear man. While they were initially surprised by his statement, it really made sense. Many people are spurred on to do the right thing partly as a result of what they believe other people are thinking. For some, however, even that motivation isn't a given. It's really hard to motivate a teenager or a young adult who doesn't care what other people think. The first step is to help them understand that we are social beings. Our actions have reverberations and repercussions. Others make choices based on our own conduct and others are affected by our decisions. Unless you're living on a desert island, what others think matters. When a person feels that nobody cares about decisions he makes, he's susceptible to turn to the worst behaviors imaginable. Why bother living up to certain standards when nobody cares either way? Why should you bother worrying about your reputation when nobody else does? When you sit your children down to talk, first things first, make sure they really know that their actions matter. They matter to you, and they matter to the family, and they matter to Aunt Helen in Argentina. But most importantly, Hashem cares. Not because He's a mean God, but because He's a caring God, a loving God, a God who has decreed that every one of His children matter, and everything they do matters. Never stop reminding your children that they are princes and princesses of the Supreme King of Kings. They come from unbelievable stock. They are incredible, special, royal human beings, the elites of this planet. Royals hold their heads high because they represent the crown. Royals take their behavior and appearance very seriously. As princes and princesses of the highest supernal crown, 
Their choices truly matter. May you merit children and grandchildren who maintain the fine reputation of our royal family, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.